Hey guys, it's RJ and Angie, and this is the Rich by Intention podcast. Our guest today is Ebony Beckford. Ebony is an author and financial literacy advocate committed to closing the wealth gap in America. She is the founder of Finlit Kids, a multimedia company that empowers adults to teach basic money concepts to kids ages three to seven. Ebony's work is guided by the notion that early financial education is a key component to achieving financial independence. In 2020, she released her best-selling children's book, Madison's First Dollar. In this episode, we discuss why early financial education is vital and how parents can engage their children to learn money management skills. As always, thank you for tuning into this episode. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Rich by Intention for money tips and inspiration. Hey, Ebony, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, yes. So for those who may not know you, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Oh, yeah. My name is Ebony Beckford, and I am a mom, a wife, and also the founder of an awesome financial literacy company called Finlay Kids. We are focused on empowering the next generation with money management skills. We create fun and engaging games, activities, books, and content to make it easier for adults to start to teach kids about money as early as three years old, in some cases earlier than that. <laughs> so Ebony, me and Angie have kids. Well, we have a kid. <laughs> we have a daughter. Uh, you have a daughter as well. And, you know, I love your, your brand, Finland Kids, but can you tell us the motivation behind actually creating it? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I just, I just spent some time rewriting my brand story Because before I would start off and tell people that, you know, when I got pregnant with my daughter, Madison, I used to have anxiety attacks because I was thinking about her future. And if something happened to me, like how um, secure she would be. But as I've started to write the new brand story, because I made before I made it all about Madison, I started to realize that this is really about me. So the inspiration behind this brand is it comes from when my mom passed away when I was 18 years old. I had negative $200 in my bank account. And I remember that balance because I had just um, went to college and opened up a student checking account. And no one told me anything about overdraft protection being credit. And so I took that $200 and I put it towards buying Christmas gifts for my family. And then shortly after that, my mom passed away. And so when she died, I had negative $200 in my bank account, and I was quickly thrust into adulthood and having to deal with real adult responsibilities at 18. And so when I got pregnant with, with Madison, that's really where the anxiety came from, is thinking about my own personal experiences and wanting to really make sure that she she didn't have to go through that. And so as I reflect on my life and like the things that I wish could have been different after my mom passed away. I had wished that I know more about money and how to manage money. I spent (laughs) more than close to two decades, like trying to pay off small debts, right? That that didn't even make sense because I just didn't have the tools and the skills and understanding. And so I really wanted to make sure that I gave my daughter the foundation that I didn't have, I wish I would have had so that should something happen to me, she would have the tools to earn money, manage money and to 
to be financially secure because I didn't even get to really mourn my mother because I was instantly thrown into survival mode. And so I always think about like how different my life would have been if I would have had some resources, if I had a hundred dollars in a bank <laughs> instead of negative 200. Right. And so that's really where the inspiration behind a brand comes from. No, I mean, I think that's amazing, right? That, you know, that life experience is what motivated you to really just build this company to educate young, young children, right? And I can relate to that a lot as a mom, just thinking about my own life experiences and the things that I want to do differently for my own daughter based on (laughs) the positive or the negative experiences in my own life. And so You know, I'm really curious, right? Because a lot of times people are like, wait, you want to teach financial literacy to a three-year-old? Like, how is that even possible? Like I get like teaching, you know, older kids how to manage money, but how do you even begin the conversation around money management, financial literacy with a toddler? Right, right, right. And that's the, it's funny because I get a lot of people, most people come up to me and they'll say like, no one ever taught me about money when I was a kid, Right. But we all know that kids learn about money from observing the adults around them and from their own personal life experiences. So it's safe to say that we all did learn about money, whether it was positive or a negative experience. And so I think for adults, it's really important for them to understand that, that like, regardless of what you do, they are learning. And so we have to be super conscious of how we express our feelings around money and, and and have conversations with them about why they can and can't get the things that they want. And so how do you start having conversations with a three-year-old about money? You really start by like when, when they want something, be like, you know, well, you know, I know you want this, but we have to make a plan to get this, right? And that's what I do at Madison. Madison is She's a window shopper because I started telling her, like, every time we go to the store, we can't buy things because we have to put together a plan. We have to put together a budget. Um, But we can go and look at the things that are in the store to see what you like, figure out how much it costs. And then we can figure out how we can save up to get that. Right. I know it sounds like my three year old's not (laughs) going for this, like most people say, but you'll be surprised over time when we when you start to explain things to them, how much they get. Like when you think of yourself, right? The more you start to understand, the more aware you become, the more calm you become, the more you can make sense of things. It's the same things with kids. And so I also tell parents, start off, start laying the foundation by making sure that they have the skills that they need in order to be positive money managers. And so teaching kids how to count, like oftentimes parents don't think about how important that is, right? But there are a lot of kids that go into kindergarten and they can't count to 10 or 20, which is something that's crucial because you're laying the foundation for their their understanding of math and, and they'll then go on and feel more comfortable with doing more complex problems. So I think parents have to really find ways to incorporate basic math skills into their day-to-day learning. I know with Madison, we count her pistachios. She loves chocolate. So we're at a point now, she's three and a half. We're at a point now where she loves chocolate and she knows she get a certain amount of chocolate a week. And so she'll count how many pieces she has <laughs> to make sure that she has enough for every day that she's going to be here. Cause she goes to see her grandparents from Sunday to Tuesday. And so like that go a long way when it comes to a small kid, asking them questions, open-ended questions 
you know, promote critical thinking skills. So you want to ask them questions when they want something, asking them, why do they want it? Right. Why do they need to have it now? Right. Is it possible for them to, you know, hold off it just constantly asking them questions to get their brain, the things that they really need and they want. I know just an example, one time I had Madison and she wanted to buy something and I was like, why does it, why do we have to get it now? Can we figure out if there's something that we want here that we see we like here that we want and then go back to the house and make a plan for it? And she, she went up and down the aisles in CVS and then realized there wasn't anything that she wanted. And she cried about that too, but <laughs> she wasn't, <laughs> she wasn't throwing a tantrum because she couldn't get anything now CVS. And so I think that Parents have to wrap their head around the fact that like money is a part of our everyday lives and we're interacting with it all the time. And so we always have an opportunity to just talk to them about what they think about money, how they feel about it, tell stories like my book, Madison's First Dollar. In in that book, there's nothing but open-ended questions asking the kids about what they think they should do with the money. And you'll be surprised by some of the answers. Like I've I've read the book to several kids and like in the beginning, everybody wants to buy candy. And then at the end, they're now, we've talked through what investing is and saving and giving. And at the end, they have a completely different plan. So it's easier to start introducing these concepts to kids than we think it is. We just have to realize that they're they're not going to grasp everything right away, but we're laying the foundation. I love, you know, the exercises you're doing with your daughter, right? And as you were speaking, I'm just thinking of delayed gratification, right? Which is not in a lot of our vocabularies today, right? In this world of just instant gratification and where we want things right now, right? We see it in the newest generation, right? Whether that's millennials like us or Gen Z, you know, they want things right now. And so I think, you know, just trying to instill that skill, because it's really a skill, right? Being able to look at something, say you want something, but then saying, you know what, let me create a plan, like you said, for what I want to get, right? For whatever goal I want to achieve. And I love that you're instilling that in your daughter. And I think that's something we can all do, right? Mm -hmm. We can all kind of, you know, instill those skill sets of just delaying gratification, deciphering what's a need versus a want, right? Also with our kids. And, you know, I love it. And I I love your children's book, Madison's First Dollar. Thank you. Yeah, no, can you just, I know you shared it with us and for our little girl, can you just tell our audience what's in the book? Because you mentioned like some some very advanced financial concepts, like investing, (laughs) you know? So I'm like so curious, like how how, you know, you can kind of introduce these very important financial concepts to a toddler, you know, at an early age. So just kind of tell us about the book and how you kind of introduce some of these key financial concepts. So it's funny because I actually have to send you the updated version of the book because that that's exactly what a lot of parents were asking me for, like more vocabulary for them so that they can more ways to break it down to kids in a very like child appropriate way. And so I read the the book with all brand new illustrations. And also in the back of the book, there are some some worksheets that you can do with the kids to kind of like, like things like word tracing, right? So they're tracing the word earn, save, invest. Like if you think about as they're learning how to write other words, how are you, how are you teaching them those words, right? So I'm using a lot of the traditional tools that they use to teach kids math and English 
but I'm making it about money. And so we have coin counting, we have coin value and matching. And so you take a, you, you have them, the value of a quarter, right? Have a kid line to 25 cents. I have a glossary in the back now so that, so that parents can explain what investing is to a kid. You can explain to them that it's a way to make your money understand stocks and bonds at three, four and five, but they can understand that they can make their money grow. They can have more money than they had before. And so I also include, you know, the, the different US currency, the different bills, as well as the different coins inside of the new version. But the book is about a girl, my daughter, Madison, who just got her first dollar and she's just exploring the ways that she can spend it. And so the book takes the kids on a little journey with her to the store, to her neighbor's house, because she she tries to, she offers to give her, her neighbor who's sick a dollar. And also it there's a part where she's also planning her budget. And so it's really, really simple, open-ended questions, talking about the ways in which a, a kid could actually go and spend their dollar. So I think I think this version that I'm going to send to you, I think you're going to enjoy it even more. I'm getting a lot of positive feedback around it. No, I love it. I love it so much. And like, it's never too early, right? To like introduce, you know, like coins and whatnot to like the kids, like teaching them like about currency and whatnot, because, you know, our daughter, she has like her little piggy bank that she uses and she puts her little change in there. And like, what was she doing the other day? She was like, I got money. She asked her grandfather for like money. And so he gave her some change and like, she would put it in her back pocket and stuff. So I love that utilizing like things like children's books to introduce vocabulary, introduce certain skills is like just a great way for parents to kind of um, help kids along that journey. Yeah. And I remember my first dollar. Well, (laughs) the first memory of me having a dollar, right? Because I probably got one when I was like one or two. But (laughs) yeah, I I think, you know, folks on that, like anytime your child receives money, is really like asking them like a conversation you know, starter, a conversation right? about it with it. Yeah. So I think that's a great idea. Yeah, and like tooth fairy, right? Like oh, when, yeah. when the right. tooth, I mean, the tooth fairy has upped her game uh, since <laughs> I was a kid. Well, inflation, <laughs> inflation, right? Like inflation, kids, inflation. Kids, kids get $10, $20. I've heard that was, <laughs> I used to get like a dollar, but you know, like as you're doing things like that, that's such a good way to like talk about these key financial concepts with your young children. Right. Be surprised what they know. Madison got her first loan the other day. Right. So she was we were at the store and she wanted a Lego. And I was like, well, you didn't bring your money. Right. And she but I have money. And I was like, well, how much do you have? And she counts her money because she loves to go to Target. And so I said, how much does this cost? And she's like five dollars. And I was like, do you think you have five dollars in your account? And She was like, yeah, mommy could give you a loan. But if I lend you this money, are you going to give it back? And she's like, yeah. And as soon as I bought her the toy and we went upstairs and she went and got her bank and gave me back my five dollars. And so <laughs> it's it's situations like that. Yeah. Like and it, it, it's so funny because I have to show more to some social media because I don't because I, I, I never I'm just doing what I do with her. I'm not thinking yeah. how interesting it is, but like she loves Target. So she always <laughs> wants to go to Target. I, and so a lot, we give a her... lot of America. Likes <laughs> I know. 
The line, no. I love it. Well, the, the <laughs> question that every parent is asking right now: Did you charge her interest? That is a really good question because the reason why she didn't get charged interest is because she paid it back right away. Oh, <laughs> that's paying off your credit card in time, right? There. That's right. You're paying off your credit card. She, she, when she delays it, then I think that's an opportunity for me to be like, well, Maddie, you know, you said that you were going to pay me back and you didn't. And so it's going to cost you. And so, yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I, I can hear some parents being like, oh, you know, feeling a little conflicted, like, oh, you know, should like can't can't you just buy it for your daughter? Can't you just like, is it a big deal? You know, like, what's the point of, you know, say having her pay you back, you know, as a right. parent and whatnot. And so, like, what do you say to that? Right. Well, well, you really want to raise your child to be financially responsible. Right. And now is the time for them to learn how to manage their their finances to make um, in a safe environment, which is the safety of you. And so if you want to do something, if you want your kid to, to have extra money, then you can find ways to sneak a dollar if if you, if you feel bad for them. But you really want them to take ownership their money and to make make the smart decisions with their money. And they're not going to learn how to do that if we if we don't teach them these tough lessons about the world. Right. And so all of her needs are being met. And so she's not suffering in any way. This is really us addressing the things that she wants and really empowering her to let her know that she can actually get the things that she wants on her own. And here are different ways that she can do it. You know, so she's we're actually in the process now of getting working out a chore chart with her. And so she can see the ways that she can earn money because she really does like Target. Like she's spending $20 a month at Target. <laughs> and so I was like, are earning. And so like we're growing food in the house on a ledge. So I said, let her let her water the plants. Right. And let her earn money. And, and the thing that I love about growing plants is that it takes time. It takes patience. She gets to watch it grow. Very similar to her investment. So for the parents who are like, why don't you her? You know, I just challenge them like to, to think about their experiences and what they observe the adults doing and how that is impacted their current financial state of mind, you know? No, I mean, I'm totally on board with that. Like the earlier you can start, you know, just exposing your child to, you know, proper management, proper money management skills, the better, right? And those are some of the things that we're doing with our own daughter. Like you mentioned, you know, the the vocabulary words, right? Like the word earn, like that stood out to me because that's a word that I'm teaching my daughter. And I say, you have to earn this, right? Like you have to earn, you know, that piece of chocolate because our daughter loves chocolate too. <laughs> right. And so it's like just teaching her and, and, and sometimes it doesn't even have to be around money necessarily, right? Like it can be with candy, right? Like using, teaching those concepts around money management using things that your kid actually likes, like currency your your kid will enjoy, right? Like candy. Right, <laughs> right, you know. right. So, so you, yeah. It's funny, sorry, cut you up. It's funny you say that because the delayed gratification, I promise you, I didn't know what I was doing until it started to happen. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to tell everyone about this with Madison. Madison loves chocolate and she wants a chocolate in the morning. And so I would, I would say, you can have two chocolates if you eat your oats. And so now she she just eats her oats. She she's got that chocolate and she's delaying the gratification because if she had it her way, she'll eat that chocolate first, right? But she waits and she says, after I eat my oats, I get chocolate. And so that's a 
Yes. It's a great point. Using the things that they love. Cause like one of my friends is a just parenting coach and she was talking about actually she was talking about how parents just want their kids to be obedient, but we don't think about the fact that we're actually raising these kids, right. To be adults and they need to learn how to think, right. <laughs> think about the things that they want. And so I think that it's really important for us to 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 give them options and give them the chance to think. So if I want Madison to go to bed, right? And she doesn't want to go to bed. Okay, we can stay up all night and play and have fun. That means we can't go to school tomorrow. And she loves school, right? 100% of the time she goes to bed because she knows that she's not going to be able to go to school. And so she always has the option. And she also always understands the consequences. And that's why she's able to feel to be, she's super confident and feels super empowered because she's always involved in the choices that are being made versus us making all the choices for her. And then she gets older and can't think on her own two feet. And then we're yep. upset. And you know what I mean? And so yeah. there's ways to, and this is the thing that parents have to realize, we still maintain control. Like my daughter is not disrespectful, right? She's well-adjusted. If we ask her to do something, she does it. It's just that we're involving her in the decisions we was making her feel more empowered because she's a little person, baby kids, people just like we are. Think about how you feel when you don't feel like you have an option or you don't have choices. A lot of times, if if you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to do exactly what you said I can't do, (laughs) right? Because I'm going to prove to you that I can. And so it's the same thing with kids. So yeah. I mean, that's another skill, right? Like teaching them how to make decisions because that's a skill in itself, right? Like (laughs) proper decision-making, you know, and the earlier you can teach them that, the better too. You know, Ebony, like I think you're doing amazing things (laughs) with um, Thin Lit Kids, with your books. And we're just so excited to see where, where you're going next. Like this is so such an important conversation topic for young children, right? Especially young black kids to just learn proper financial literacy skills and how to manage their money from an early age. And I think what you're doing to, you know, just decrease the wealth gap is so imperative right now more than ever in our community. And so we just thank you for all that you're doing with your platform. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Just to add, just love, you know, the tagline that you have or storing generational wealth because you know, that's definitely a goal of ours as well. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you a little bit behind that real fast? Yes. I, mm-hmm. It's very, it's very important that I explain the reason why I say restore generational wealth, because I, I was very intentional. I didn't want to say building because I want people within communities of color to understand that we come from a very rich history. We have a ton of resources within our community, right? That we can lean into to really build the lives that we really want to have. And so I say restoring because restoring, I mean, because building to me implies that you're building from nothing and that's not what we're doing. We are restoring all of the wealth that we have in, in, in that also being financial literacy, giving our kids the knowledge and the tools that they need to be successful. That's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about this because I believe in our communities and I believe that the biggest solutions to a lot of the problems that we are having is financial stability. So, and economic equality. So I'm, I'm excited about this. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And Ebony, where can our listeners find you? I show up the most on Instagram at Finlit Kids Box. 
And my website is www.finlitkidsbox as well. And I'm releasing my second book in April, Madison's First Budget. And so please follow me and, and check it out and give me honest feedback because I'm a self-published author. So I can make adjustments like I did to the first book. If you think that there's more that you want to see. Okay. Thank you so much, Ebony. We really appreciate and love all the things that you're doing for the community and just closing the wealth gap, restoring generational wealth and so much more. So thank you. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much, Ebony. This was awesome. You are amazing. You guys are the best. (laughs) So glad. So glad we can have you on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram at Rich by Intention for money tips and inspiration. 